Tired of asking why? Welcome to the Unresolved Life Podcast, where we are answering life's most difficult questions. Now, here's your host, Teresa Blaze. Welcome to the Unresolved Life Podcast. I'm Teresa Blaze, and today we are talking about a very important question. Are ghosts real? Do they really exist? And if so, what are they? Before we get to that, um, a little bit of housekeeping. Unresolved News is still active and going. And we are getting closer and closer to launching Social Hazard Radio. What is that, you ask? Well, as I get closer, we'll, I will explain it further. But it is a project that Mike and I have been working on for a while. And I think it will be very beneficial. So with that, on with the show. Ghosts, spirits, entities, are they real? And if so, what exactly are they? If you look on television, you see a whole bunch of uh, ghost hunting shows. In fact, there are people that make a living. They go to these quote-unquote haunted places and they, and, and, and they uh, try and make contact with them. And I think to set the stage, I'm going to tell a story. I may have mentioned it in the past, but I think it bears a lot of re- uh, relevance here. When I was in high school... I was out with my friends, and, you know, we were just talking and cutting up and having a good time. And I looked over, and there was a, because we were living in a dorm setting, and one of the dorms was completely inhabited, or uninhabited. And I look over, and there was a light on. Well, I thought that was weird, because there's not supposed to be a light on over there. Well, my friends and I get curious. So we're over there, and we're standing kind of on the porch of the dorm. It was like a patio area. And, you know, look in, I look in the door, and there's nothing there. It's just that the light is on. So, you know, we're, we're continuing to talk. And then all of a sudden, I hear this female voice. It was almost ethereal, and it was echoey. And it said, children. We immediately stopped talking. I looked at my two friends, and I went, did you guys hear that, or was that just me? And they looked at me, and, and they were like, no, I heard it too. Well, right around that same time, I had a deep-setted fear. Keep in mind, I am not a Christian at this point. I didn't know what the heck it was. But I had a very deep-setted fear, like, whatever this is, something's wrong. Now, it had been said that uh, the school was built on an Indian burial ground, and I had heard the ghost stories before, but I didn't buy them. Uh, yeah, right. Okay, whatever. Well, I just remember this deep-seated fear, and I remember one word running through my head. Run. And so I ran. I think I ran this about as hard as I've ever run in my life. I wanted away from that because I knew whatever that thing was, there was something wrong, and it was evil. Let's fast forward a little bit. I'm already a Christian. In fact, I'm married. And my mom has died. You know, I'm going through the stages of grief. I'm going through all that crud. Mike and I are in the house, and we start hearing her voice like she's there. Here's the question. Was she there? Well, if you look at the Bible, and if you take it for what it says, then no, she wasn't. Because the Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. The Bible is very clear that someone doesn't just uh, walk around after they're dead. No. They have an appointment with God once they die, and their judgment is final. So then what is it 
that you are encountering if these things show up or if maybe you've got some weird activity going on in your home. Well, the Bible says that uh, Satan can masquerade himself as an angel of light. Um, the Bible says that there are like familiar spirits and these things are really, really smart. They're evil, but they're smart and they love to masquerade and make you think that there are maybe your dear departed, whoever it is. In the case of my mom, you know, in the case of the uh, familiar spirit that, that, that tried to masquerade itself as my mom, Mike and I immediately went, uh-uh, no, in the name of Jesus, we're not having that. Uh, the Lord of you get gone. What happened? It left. Why? Because it was a demonic spirit. It was the same thing at the school. At the time, I didn't know what it was. The only thing that I knew at that time was that, okay, there is something supernatural, but I don't know what it means, and I don't know how to respond to it. I've gone into that part of my testimony in the past. So how do these things show up? I mean, how does it work? Well, sometimes if you open up doors, if you're messing with something that you really shouldn't be messing with, such as in the occult, Maybe you're messing with tarot cards or Ouija boards or who knows what else. You know, you you um, do something to open up a door, and then they have the rights to come into the to the property, into the home, and to mess with you, right? Or maybe they want to mess with you because they realize that someone has died, and maybe they think you're gullible enough to believe that that person has come back with a message for you. The thing is, that message is full of poison, and they can say nothing that is truthful. Because they are filthy demonic spirits that seek to steal, kill, and destroy you. If you engage with them, if you invite them in, if you mess with it, it will destroy you. How do you get rid of them? First of all, you have to recognize that you can, you and your own power can do nothing. Okay? You don't have the power to get rid of these things. They don't care what you think. If you think about the seven sons of Sceva who were trying to get rid of a, a demon from a, uh, from seven, seven, seven guys, right? You know, they tried to do the whole, the Lord of you in the name of Jesus who Paul preaches. What was their response? Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. But who are you? Right? And then they got beat up and bloody and they got taken for a ride. Right? They probably didn't want. So how do you get rid of these things? If you can't handle it on your own, no psychic is really going to help you because you can't really use occultic means to get rid of something from the occult. How do you get rid of them? It is only by the blood of the Lamb. The Bible says if you call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. Once you have that uh, salvation in place, it is by his authority and his authority alone that you can get rid of these things. You order it to leave in the name of Jesus. But do not do so if you don't really mean it, if you don't really trust in that authority. You order the thing to leave in the name of Jesus, and then you dedicate your home to the works of the Lord. Every time I go into a new home or I, sh- I go in a hotel room, anything like that, or I, or I, you know, anytime we move, one of the first things we do is a spiritual house cleaning. And what that means is we go through and, you know, we anoint the uh, doors and windows with oil. And then we just basically say anything that is not of God, any force, entity, power, or uh, uh, spirit or dark technology that is not of God is ordered to leave this place and never return. That's how you deal with it. But it also means shutting any doors that you may have open. 
Are you watching things? Are you engaging with things? Are you doing anything? Are you playing any games? Anything like that. Those are open doors. And believe me, they will use them. So, those are just my thoughts on, are ghosts real? No. Before I sign off, I want to address a passage in the Bible that someone uh, may bring up. And it was the passage of um, Saul going to a medium and the medium raising Samuel from the dead. Okay. Now, a couple things to note about that passage. First of all, he was the king. He was the leader of the country. And as the leader goes, so goes the country. Okay. That medium, she's sitting there, oh, yeah, I'll do this. I'll do this for you. But I really, you know, I really don't want to get in trouble with the king, yada, 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 right? But note something. When Samuel was raised from the dead, was it Samuel? Possibly. But I think if that happened, it was only so that God could use it to deliver a message to Saul. And that message wasn't good because what did Samuel tell him? Hey, dude, you're really messing up here. And today you're going to be with me. In other words, you're going to be dead by the end of the day. Messing with this kind of thing. And if you notice, the medium herself, she was even surprised that this thing actually worked. Okay? She was completely shocked. So, I think it is very clear by that example and by other passages in the Bible that says, do not chase after the dead. Do not go uh, seeking to talk to dead people. Why? Because they're not dead. They're real. They're alive. They're filthy demonic spirits. And they will destroy you. That's what I think ghosts are. That's what the Bible seems to indicate that they are. And that's why I believe it is strongly, almost imperative that you stay away from them. And if they show up, or if you have encounters, and this includes any any kind of weird poltergeist activity, anything like that. If you have encounters, deal with it in the authority of Christ. If you are a believer, you have as much authority to deal with this garbage as anyone. If you're not a believer, I strongly suggest you become one. Because you cannot handle this on your own. That's my thoughts. If you have any questions or any uh, feedback you want to offer, you can always reach me, Teresa, at unresolved.life. I'm Teresa Blaze, and we will speak again next time. You've been listening to the Unresolved Life Podcast. To catch all our past shows, go to unresolved.life. That's unresolved.life.